Princess Rise for their Majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Hi, and welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Caitlin Menza. And I'm Lisa Ryan. And it's time for your weekly update on the royal news you need to know. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast, where you can see our rosy-cheeked faces after we record every episode (laughs) and have a cocktail. And join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, which seems crazy, and leave us the royal rating of a five-star review. You can also email us at info at gallerypodcast.com. This week, we are chatting about Royal Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, happy Valentine's Day, first of all. Happy Valentine's Day. To all of our lovely listeners. Um, and then we're also talking about royal divorce, unfortunately. Like, on another note. <laughs> yeah, on another note. But then we also have Beatrice wedding details. So it's a roller coaster of love. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of stuff happening. Yeah, and then we have upcoming tours, that upcoming wedding details, some Harry and Meghan stuff, some William and Kate stuff. It's whew, packed. Packed. Um, first, let's... Oh, we have a, a cocktail. And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. <laughs> um, this was Lisa's idea, and I will shake my fist at her for doing this to me, but it's... it's it's a Cosmo. Oh, yeah. It's essentially a Cosmo. It's yes. a cranberry juice cocktail and vodka, though I guess we're missing triple sec. Is I was just what... thinking it's a vodka cran, but when you oh, yeah, called you're right. it it's a, a Cosmo, Cosmo, it's fancier. Now I feel like I'm in Sex in the City. <laughs> exactly. We just felt like a, Samantha. Pink, yeah, a pink drink would be nice for Valentine's Day. Yes. And I think because we have high-end cranberry juice, because there's nothing low end near where we record. That's true. It tastes all right. It tastes delicious. Also, we had so little Tito's vodka that it's just a splash of vodka. So really, we're both just having cranberry juice. It's very refreshing. Very refreshing. So much vitamin C. Proud mm. of us. Proud of we're us. We're really healthy. Mm-hmm. And then we have a listener email from Jacqueline. Subject line, three degrees separation from Megan. Would you like to take this one? Sure. Hello, Lady Lisa and Countess Caitlin. Love, love, love your podcast. Thank you for giving me a safe space to geek out on my obsession over the British royals. I'm the granddaughter of a British war bride. My grandmother was born in London and really has the most fascinating life story. From working as a telephone operator during the war to marrying a sailor from Canada, hey yo, (laughs) and making the trip across the Atlantic by boat. So because of this, I have lots of family in the UK. I just found out the other day that one of my cousins works at a flower shop in London that supplied the flowers to Megan and Doria's hotel rooms before the wedding. Oh, I love that. That's so nice. Uh, Um, She writes, uh, this brought me so much joy and I knew you would get my excitement. I sure do. I sure do. I think you have to go hang out with that cousin. Yes. Also, I would love to know what exactly the flowers looked like. Yeah, what flowers? Yeah, I love flowers. Um, I have no skills in flowers. I don't know the names of flowers per se, but I do love them, obviously, and it is Valentine's Day. So My, f- my flower taste is really basic. I like hydrangeas. Yeah, of course, sure. And peonies. Sure, they're lovely flowers. How unique of me. I know. I thought I was really fancy because I love ranunculus, and then I mentioned it to a friend who's a florist, and she's like, Ranunculus is actually the very most common flower in the United States after rose. Like really? in bouquets. Yeah. Oh. So there you go. Basic. Whatever. Flowers <laughs> are lovely. Thank you so much for writing in, Jacqueline. Um, and then we have This Week in Royal History. And now, This Week in Royal History. We have a focus on Valentine's Day because, of course, we love love. Yes. We love love. Mm-hmm. It is the thing we love more than anything else. <laughs> well, puppies. Well, yeah. 
We love love and we love loving puppies. That's true. <laughs> They're related. Um, do you want to start us off? We are touching on some royals outside the Brits for this one. Yes. So um, from a Hello article from last year, they said that two royal couples have like some very special Valentine's Day anniversaries. So first, the Grand Duke and Grand Duchess of Luxembourg got married on the 14th of February in 1981, and they've been married now for 19 years. Um, their names are Henry and Maria, and they have five children and four grandchildren. And according to Royal Central, they weren't aware that they were getting married on Valentine's Day because it's not a popular holiday in Luxembourg. That's so funny. See, that's the thing. I always wonder like how Valentine's Day is celebrated all around the world. I would love to hear that from any listeners. Um, because I, I was in London. The first time I ever went to London, I happened to be there over Valentine's Day. And I was there alone and <laughs> felt very sad about it because I was there for a work trip. And I was like, well, it can't be that big of a deal because I bet nobody even celebrates here in the UK. What an idiot. Um, no, everybody was celebrating. You saw lots of love. Lots of love. Every restaurant had like hearts in the windows. I couldn't find a place to eat. I went like to some noodle shop. It was very tragic. Um, meanwhile, the Crown Princess Victoria of Sweden is rumored to have gotten engaged on Valentine's Day because she and Prince Daniel announced their engagement on February 24th, 2009. So people thought that maybe they had gotten engaged a couple of days before or a week before on Valentine's Day. Um, and in a previous interview about their relationship, Victoria had said, with Daniel by my side, I feel safe. Um, you have surely seen in recent years, I have grown stronger and happier. And now we can begin preparations to start our own lives and start a family. So lovely. So see the royals, they love February 14th as well. So very cute. We love love in all its forms. Yeah. And we hope that however you guys are celebrating this week, you get some candy, you feel cozy and loved. And if you're single right now, you feel even more loved by friends and family and puppies. Again, puppies. Just find a puppy. Find a puppy. Um, and we love you. So thank you for listening. And we hope you're enjoying your celebrations this week. Um, let's see. Shall we get into William and Kate? Yes. So there have been a lot of announcements or rumored announcements about William and Kate this week. Um, it's been reported. So, of course, we're recording on Tuesday, so there may be more news by Thursday when this comes out. But it's reported that they are going to travel to Australia to visit towns ravaged by the brush fires. Yes. Um, so, of course, we've seen them visit Australia in the past um, with Prince George, one of my all-time favorite royal tours. Him throwing the stuffed animal at the zoo in Sydney is just warms my heart forever and ever. Um, so yes, there's discussions, but at this point it hasn't been confirmed that they will be traveling to see some of the areas that have been ravaged by the fires. Um, you know, they, of course, they've been sending their condolences over the, the last month or so. Um, and so we'll see. I think that would be really amazing. It's obviously quite a trek um, from the UK. So this would be a big deal um, if and when they go. Um, and, but we do have an absolute confirmation that they're taking an official visit to Ireland, less of a trip, but more pomp and circumstance because it's actually confirmed at this point. Mm -hmm. um, so let's see. What do we know about it so far? It'll happen the first week of March, which is like approaching perfect because of St. Patrick's Day. Um, Tuesday the 3rd through Thursday the 5th. So okay. right when we start recording. Oh, perfect. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we have a little bit of it in that week. <laughs> um, so very excited about that. Um, 
Yay. I love a royal tour, like a little surprise one. It's been so long since we, well, it feels so long. I guess we had them in October in Pakistan, but. We were rich with tours last year. We were rich with tours. And now, of course, we don't get as many tours from this generation of British royals. So we'll, we're very excited to take what we can get. Um, and then on the heels of all that news, we had a, just an adorable joint event today um, with William and Kate and Prince Charles and Camilla. All four of them together um, visited and toured the Defense Medical Rehabilitation center and you know we just it's so rare that you see all four of them do an event together and I really it just made me think that I wish we saw more of this so they saw some of the therapy areas they met patients um they were they Look, took a look around the prosthetics workshop. Um, they talked about the services on the site. And of course, you might have seen imagery on Kensington World Instagram of William was playing basketball in a wheelchair with some of the other um, patients there. And they have an outpatient center. It's really a special place. And since it was such a military event, I feel like we got to see Kate Middleton in a little military-inspired coat. Yes. And then somebody noted that she wore her Alexander McQueen military-esque outfit mm-hmm. on the anniversary of his death. Yes. So it was 10 years ago today. Again, we're recording on Tuesday um, since the tragic death of Alexander McQueen. And of course, Kate's had such a relationship with the house. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, she wore McQueen uh, for her wedding. Um, then it was Sarah Burton for the for the the house. And so she has a special relationship with them. And I just felt like it was one of those really subtle, lovely little moments that shows that she's thinking constantly about her relationships with these brands and what her clothes have to say. And mm-hmm. on top of all of that, again, it was military inspired while she was meeting with service men and women. And so it was just, it was perfect, mm-hmm. perfect, perfect appearance. Um, and it was just so nice to see them all together. Obviously some of the spin immediately from some outlets was that like, Here's the four of them like showing that all things are well. And I, you know, I know it's going to we're going to keep seeing that kind of stuff for a couple of months to come that everything that William and Kate do or that Charles and Camilla do is like a reflection of the Sussexes leaving. But like this is their job and they'd be doing this stuff anyway. But yes, it was good to see them all together and being happy and kidding around. And there were photos of like Charles like rubbing the shoulders of William while he was in the wheelchair, just like tender and I don't know, family stuff. Yeah, nice family moments. And then, so speaking of the Sussexes, we obviously haven't really had much news of them lately because they have um, been living in Canada and out of the public eye, except this week, there were a ton of reports. So first, we're going to start with one that is kind of more of a minor report. Um, Reportedly, they were um, approached to present Best Picture at the Oscars over the weekend. And while a source said that they were honored by the request, they declined the invitation. And this is just a really great excuse for us to bring up the fact that Olivia Coleman was at the Oscars. <laughs> Obviously, this was not a very royal heavy Oscars. Um, mm-hmm. It was lovely Oscars. It was lovely was. Oscars. We're very excited about Parasite. We um, love Parasite. Love Parasite. Really scary. I rewatched it again this week. But um, I feel like last year was such a big royals themed movie mm-hmm. here with the favorite and Mary Queen of Scots and everything. But not so much this year. But still, we got to see Olivia Coleman like looking cool, charming as ever, charming as ever. Um, and innuendos. Yeah. In her, yes. Definitely. What she said. <laughs> um, but I feel like you know we can't. You know, it's a report that Harry and Meghan were asked to present the best picture. And, like, I could certainly see a world in which they were asked um, and would have turned. I just think, like, it's probably the right move. I don't know. That jump to Hollywood-ish stuff, I think, would have been judged pretty harshly. Yeah, that's like whenever I hear about something that they do or they don't do, I always think in terms of, oh, God, how are people going to react or how are they going to, like, spin it or what's their take going to be? And it would have just been, like, 
here they are being Hollywood. It would have been very, very negative. Yeah. And then like what? They go to like the Vanity Fair Oscar party. I mean, again, it's the dream of my life to go to the Vanity Fair Oscar party. Just I'm going to put that into the universe. Vanity Fair will go. (laughs) Yeah. Um, We're available always. Yeah. I want to just manifest that destiny of mine. But I, I can't really see it would I have loved to see it sure would I have loved to see like what Megan would wear to that kind of red carpet and stuff like that sure or Holly even Hollywood embracing her yeah like I would have really liked that sure I would have loved that but like I do think it was kind of the right move what we did get instead was the report that the two of them were in South Beach speaking at a JP Morgan event so I'm just gonna say if you follow me on Twitter I tweeted something about this uh, once it was confirmed by people that they did this. And my reaction was mega barf. So if I may elaborate on mega barf, um, yes, please, I am a professional writer saying <laughs> mega barf, but I think I was disappointed that this was the one, the first move or one of the first moves. Like, I don't know what kind of meetings they're having right now, but the fact that they would choose, and of course it, the report is that Harry was the one who gave the speech and that Megan introduced him. Uh, it sounds like he gave a really lovely speech about therapy, the importance of therapy um, and how he has been in therapy. But I don't love the venue that it, he was speaking at a J.P. Morgan event. I mean, I do know that this is the way to make serious bank. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's something that they need or are looking to do right out the gate is um, get a paycheck. But I just didn't love that it was in a speech to a bank in like South Beach, you know, like a big banker party. I mean, again, it's definitely something that is done. It's something that like the Clintons have done. It's something that a lot of like ex-presidents do because – Again, the it's a lot of it's a, they're speakers circuit. and they know how to give beautiful speeches and reach a lot of people and they know yeah they know what they're doing and it's a big paycheck for not that much work but I just if this had happened in maybe a year I wouldn't be surprised um, I'm not surprised at all but I just I guess I'm disappointed I'm disappointed but then to play devil's advocate I was reading Lainey as I do every day as everyone <laughs> knows I do every day and I thought that she raised a really interesting point so. Of course, there are reports that they maybe got 500000 to a million dollars for this event. We don't know. That number mm-hmm. has not been confirmed by anybody, so it's just a lot of estimates. Um, but so not only would it have been a paycheck, which we don't know. I mean, nobody knows like what's liquid or what's not if they're trying to be financially independent. So that's a whole different thing. But Laney noted that they are trying to get their Sussex um, Royal Foundation off the ground. And this wasn't like a summit for... JP Morgan employees really it wasn't like you know a conference for like every accountant or something mm-hmm, like that mm-hmm. it was actually their big wealth conference where mm-hmm. they have a lot of big names big name wealthy people so like uh some of the richest people in the world and we, we know that last year the speakers were JLo and A-Rod mm-hmm. and we know that Gail King was there and reportedly Gail King introduced Megan who introduced um Harry, but what Lainey pointed out was that if they're trying to get the Sussex Royal Foundation off the ground, they need money. You need people to invest in the foundation or donate to the foundation. And so this would be the perfect place to kind of not only, A, if you needed some money, get a a paycheck, a really solid paycheck for a speech you gave. I mean, bigger than any paycheck I've ever had, (laughs) but B, a really solid place to set the groundwork for your foundation because yeah. you need the the donations that's how it works it's not yeah they it's need, not like a business it's a nonprofit. Yeah. so they need to net they need to network with yeah people. so basically it's like the 
most expensive, fanciest networking opportunity. Yeah. And also, if they are trying to go on the speaker circuit, this is also a place where if they gave a great speech, which I'm confident they did, because mm-hmm. this is what Harry knows how to do. I mean, in addition to many things, but like he's a fantastic speaker. And we know that because we saw that um, speech recently. That was incredible. But like if they want to do more of this, this is also a place to kind of go and be like, here's what I can do. Yeah. I guess I'm just it reminds me like I'm really excited to see what the spring brings us and how they do come out swinging. And it makes me I mean, I've had a lot of friends and I'm sure as royal obsessies, all of you listening, you've maybe had friends who don't know as much about the royals be like, what do you think they're going to do? Like speculate. What are William? What are um, Harry and Meghan going to do? Like what's their first step? And I don't know what their first step is going to be, but it made me realize what I want their first step to be or what I hope it looks like. And I kind of just hope that they lie low for a while and then maybe they come out in March or April or even May and they're like, here's our plan. Here's our foundation. Here's our first causes. Here's how we're going to support them. Um, they don't need to answer to me, but that's just sort of how I would like to see. I'd like, I'm excited to hear what their causes are. I'm excited to see what they do with this time. And so if they need to like, fill the coffers and get some funds to do it. I guess that's fine. I just, it was, it rubbed me the wrong way. I think a lot of people were surprised. Yeah. Like, we haven't heard anything for a little bit. It was a little bit like, wait, what's happening? But I think when Lainey put it into that context, it makes sense. But I also think that people are not necessarily the most enthused. It was a funny day on Twitter. Sure was. Lots of capitalism jokes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, welcome to the working world. Um, I will say this. uh, We got an announcement or a report that, um, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle will return to the UK for Commonwealth Day at Westminster Abbey, which is March 9th. Um, So there'll be services that day um, for Commonwealth Day. So apparently maybe we'll get an appearance. And so, of course, that'll be the same week as um, the tour to Ireland. So like basically thank you, British royal family, for giving me some happy things to look forward to in early March because it's Mm -hmm. been real slow and I need things to look forward to. Yeah. So jaunty little... St. Patrick's Day pins. I'm excited to see them, although I'm already dreading all of the tabloid reports that will come from it. It will be a lot of dramatic, hyperbolic, sexist stuff. Yeah. Or like, let's read their body language or like who's (laughs) joking with whom. I do love body language experts, though, because (laughs) I truly think that none of them know anything. I mean, maybe they do. Maybe I am just very ignorant about it, but I love it because they're like, look at how this one person stepped or looked at this one thing or did this one thing. And it's just like... It's a picture, so they could yeah. have just quickly glanced one way. I love it because it's so, in my opinion, dumb. But I love it. Very arbitrary. I mean, like, we know certain body language stuff. You're like, oh, those two people seem like they like each other. But when it's the things that are like, see the tension around William's upper lip. Like, you can tell he's seething with anger. And it's like, is he? <laughs> like, yeah. Also, like, it could be maybe some sunlight was getting into their eyes. Yeah, and so they like, whatever. In the, like, look, that look of rage. Yeah. I mean, again, I love it, but I think it's dumb. What if one of them's hungry? What if one of them's bored? Like, I, you know, who knows what's going on in their heads? Oh, do you think we'll see Archie again? <gasps> that would be wonderful. I don't know, though, because I feel like we haven't gotten the kids at that kind of event. It's like a, it's a pretty, um, like, formal affair. Oh. I believe it's the one. Which the, is that when she had the pillbox hat? That's exactly what I was going to say. Oh. The little pillbox hat. Um, and it's in Westminster Abbey. So I feel like it's not a super like kid friendly situation. But um, I mean, obviously, I would love it. But we'll see. Speaking of. No, I have no segue. Um, Peter Phillips is getting divorced. Yes. <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry, Peter Phillips. So Peter Phillips is uh, the first child, the eldest son of Princess Anne, which makes him the queen's oldest grandchild. Um, He announced his separation from his wife, Autumn Phillips, 
Um, Peter Phillips has been in the news a little bit lately because he was in that milk ad in yes. China. So if you're like, who is Peter Phillips? Be like, yeah. oh, the milk one. The guy making the milk commercial um, just a couple of weeks ago. Sort of awkward. Um, his wife, uh, Autumn, she's originally from Montreal. Um, they met while working at a Formula One motor race, which is kind of amazing. And Autumn didn't know right away that he was a royal. Um she gave this lovely quote to Hello Magazine. Mom said, oh, Autumn, what have you gotten yourself into? Because they started dating and she didn't necessarily know what she was getting herself into. Um, they got married at Windsor Castle in 2008. They have two children together, Savannah and Isla. And of course, you re- you might recognize Savannah and Isla because Savannah is always the one playing with Prince George. They're like so at funny. Tripping the Color, um, not last year, but the year before, she was the one who was like covering his mouth. And they were the ones making little trumpets at, um, <laughs> oh, yes. at Eugenie wedding last year i feel like she's always showing him what's what like exactly oh you boy i know yeah. better yeah she's always sort of like bo- it looks me like she's, reading body language yeah truly <laughs> like bossing him around and stuff but so those are the kids um what really annoyed me was i read the original report which was in the sun and the way that it was phrased to me was very upsetting because this was the first time we were hearing about the divorce and it was like peter phillips heartbreak and it was all about how um you know it's essentially blaming the wife mm-hmm. and essentially uh, also said that maybe she was inspired by Harry and Meghan. And it was just really crazy. So I'm like, for this horrible thing that's happening or, you know, something that just is kind of common nowadays, but like yeah. a family is de- dealing with a difficult time and you're blaming a woman again, as they've been doing yeah. repeatedly for like the last few years, you're blaming a woman. And then for absolutely no reason, you're also blaming Meghan and Harry. Yeah, so I think the statement that came out just a little bit later, this was all playing out on the same day yesterday, um, but the statement that came out from uh, the palace, they said, after informing Her Majesty the Queen and members of both families last year, Peter and Autumn jointly agreed to separate. They had reached the conclusion that this was the best course of action for their two children and ongoing friendship. Uh, both families were naturally sad at the announcement, both but fully supportive of Peter and Autumn and the joint decision to co-parent their children. Both Peter and Autumn will remain in Gloucestershire to bring up their two children where they have been settled for a number of years. Peter and Autumn have requested privacy and compassion for their children while the family continues to adapt to these changes so yeah i mean i think once again there's like a subtle note there to help everyone on the timeline here that they informed the queen and their families last year and they're only now sharing this with the public so anything to say that they were inspired you know that autumn might have been inspired by megan and harry is insane i think the only reason people even made that connection is because she herself is canadian oh and they were saying like she's gonna move back to canada she's gonna move back that to canada like i i seriously doubt that because again they have young children who are in school and i would imagine they would like to stay as they say in the statement they'll be staying you know where they've been living of course and so just like super annoying like this is i don't want to say this is bad enough because you know like we were saying divorce is common it's tough but it happens like I just you don't need to like drag in other unpleasant stuff on top of it. Like, honestly, in my own, like, I just wonder if anything like they were sitting on this for a little bit and waiting to announce it when like Sussex stuff blew over or I don't know. I don't know why the announcement came now, but whatever. It happens. Things happen. It happens. And Caitlin, don't you have an anniversary (laughs) coming up? 
Um, so right before we recorded, we were just discussing how like, oh, like a divorce announcement around Valentine's Day. My own parents uh, divorced when I was seven or, or split up, separated when I was seven. And um, their court date to get divorced was on Valentine's Day, 1995. So like it happens. Okay? It happens and kids will be okay. It's kids not, will be okay. It's not it's like fine. the funnest thing. Yeah. But- it was beyond the right move for my own parents and it made them both happier people. And I think that I, I hope that Savannah and Isla will be fine. I hope that this is what's best for everybody involved. Um, you know, I saw a lot of coverage or tweets and things that were like, oh, my God, the poor queen. She's been through so much in the last month. And I'm like, the queen has had way worse years. Yeah. And way worse times of her life. So like kind of whatever, you know, it's not fun to see a divorce play out in the press. But and I do think it's kind of strange to think that Peter is sort of of our generation sort of of the royals you know yeah and so now his marriage is coming to an end i don't know i just like it's a bummer but things happen um it does kind of make me wonder then about the milk ad <laughs> like he needs to like make money or i don't yeah, i don't know what who knows why um yeah pay for a divorce who knows but um but i am just sick of people always it's extraordinary like, how you can connect anything to Meghan markle but also yeah that of course but then also just Everything always has to be the woman's fault. Yeah. Like sometimes things just don't work out. I don't think you can blame the end of a marriage solely on one person. No. It's, I don't know. I just. It's so rude. I'm just like, you guys get it together. (laughs) Get it together. It's 2020. We're not blaming women for everything that uh, happens. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just in general. Um, On a happier note, I think we can also start to wrap up on this, is that after weeks and weeks of speculation about the dates, we finally have a date and a place for Beatrice's wedding. And of course, can I just say, Last on last week's episode, I think one of my lows, I was like, stop talking about Beatrice's wedding because we don't know when it is. <laughs> we'll know in due time. And in a classic situation, we knew like two days after we recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how that always works. So we have a date, May 29th. Yes. And it's going to be at St. James Palace. And there's going to be a private reception hosted by the Queen in the gardens of Buckingham Palace afterwards. Which uh, if you've ever seen any of the imagery of the gardens of Buckingham Palace, um, a lovely place to get married. Truly. <laughs> you know? There was discussion that it would maybe be in Italy um, because her fiance is Italian and I, I would be okay with getting married in Italy as well. But no, they've chosen to do this. Um, we're still not sure if it will be televised. Um, we're looking at Town and Country's report and they noted we nobody knows if it will be televised. ITV had confirmed in the past that they will definitely not be broadcasting it live. And the BBC has said that it will feature news coverage of the wedding, but it will also not cover it live. So my assumption would be, and this is just my assumption based on no facts, just based on my own self, Mm -hmm. just for everyone's sake. I would assume it would not be televised given how unpopular her father is. Mm -hmm. And really bad timing. Yeah. Also, again, at the end of the day, they're not – super important royals. Yes. And, but it, it it has been reported that her father is going to walk her down the aisle, Yeah, which makes sense. It's her father. Yeah. But, I'm um, sure we'll get tons of imagery of celebrities and other, you know, important people arriving. We'll get tons of dress photos. That's all I really care about. I care about dress photos and photos of happiness. I'm excited to see uh, the tiara she might wear. I'm excited to see what dress she would wear. I really loved her sister Eugenie's dress and tiara with the big emerald. It was such a special and beautiful day. Um, so I'm, I am looking forward to it. Of course, another royal wedding. Always here for that. I am a little bit confused about her father in 
the sense that I thought he was stepping back from royal duties. But then, of course, we saw him at church with the queen and all those reports about him being her rock gag, gag, Mm -hmm, gag, gag. But now, you know, there's the coronavirus and uh, he apparently delivered or reportedly delivered a message of sympathy uh, to the people of China yeah, he attended about the a, coronavirus. Yeah, he attended a dinner hosted by China's ambassador to the UK. Um, and so that diplomat tweeted about the meeting um, and included some photographs and said Her Majesty the Queen sent an encouraging message um, to the Chinese people at the critical time of fighting coronavirus. I express my sincere sympathy for Chinese people and pray for the speedy control and victory over the virus. Um, it was conveyed by the Duke of York. So that's what confused me, not the... Um, message because of course the queen would have a message of sympathy but so is he speaking on behalf of the queen is he still being a active royal then because this to me would seem like he is it's literally a diplomatic move it was hosted by the ambassador to the uk and like do we forget so quickly what his um interview was like yeah it's it's very it's very deeply confusing i mean obviously we have we are thinking of people in China and around the world who are struggling with coronavirus, but like, what? what? It, it's, it's confusing. Mm-hmm. It's confusing. Wait, are we going to have to end on Prince Andrew again? <laughs> Maybe that's my automatic low. That's your low? <laughs> Wait, okay, before we adjourn the Royal Pod, highs and lows. It's time for the Royal Highs and Lows. Okay, so low, Prince Andrew, like, get out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, low is the Phillips divorce, I would say. Um yeah, I don't know. What's your low? My low is the initial coverage of it. Yeah. Because I don't think, I don't appreciate coverage that is just automatically negative about a woman when I feel like it's not really rooted in fact. No. Um, how about your high? My high. So I have two highs. Please. First of all, a high is that uh, Megan and Harry reportedly got dinner with Jennifer Lopez and Alice, oh, Alex yeah. Rodriguez in Miami. And I was like, this is awesome. I wish I saw pictures from it. Obviously, I did not see pictures, but like those are the pictures I would like. And it's so amazing because obviously J-Lo is just having an incredible year. And I can't even imagine being in the same room as her, like the conversations, just talking to her about what she did at the Super Bowl. Like, oh, how f- oh my what God. a time. I'm just like we're in J-Lo season. Yeah, we are. I love it. And I want to continue. <laughs> And then my second high, um, so Caitlin and I obviously host the show, but outside of the show, we are writers. And oh Caitlin last <laughs> week just got an incredible honor, and I am just bursting with pride. And I feel like I got the honor because I love her so much. Oh, so I'm just flushing. feeling so happy. So Caitlin did this really remarkable project with um, a team of other people for Cosmopolitan, where they uh, did this guide. It's like how to go to rehab, and it covers everything from how to find the right therapist, the right rehab program, to how to afford it. And it's really, really timely and important given what's going on with the opiate crisis. And so she got nominated for a National Magazine Award, which I refer to as the ASMEs, and that's mm-hmm. like what it's known as in the industry, or the Ellies. And I just think that's so incredible, thank and I'm you. so proud of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, it's really great. I'm very very happy um and it's a story that i was really proud of so it's a very good time thank you so much lisa (laughs) um my high is almost as good as this (laughs) career high point that i'm going through but um it was james middleton related so of course it's wonderful so a real 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 a real high so he posted (laughs) he posted himself biking over a bridge um with his famous basket just full of dogs one two three four five dogs 
And he said, we're back. After a detox of all things social media, me, Ella, and Co. and our beloved biker back. It's been a year, over a year now since writing publicly about my experiences with clinical depression and how my dogs played a vital role in my recovery. This year, I want to focus on highlighting how amazing dogs really are, not just from a pet perspective, but how your physical and mental health can benefit too. I mean, James Middleton announcing he's going to focus more on dogs. (laughs) How could anything be better? I just, uh, what an absolute delay. I mean, I'm... My other high was, yes, getting like Beatrice wedding details. I'm really excited about that. Um, I loved Kate's coat choice today. But James Middleton with uh, just grinning ear to ear with a basket full of puppies. If he's going to focus on dogs, I'm ready for it. I'm so ready for that. Like, what was he doing before that? It's, <laughs> that's the thing. I'm like, what has changed? But whatever. I, I am. And again, as, as always, we'll take this opportunity to, to suggest if you haven't to read his essay about his own mental health. And it's just it's really good stuff. And. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Again, Valentine's Day can be really tough. So if you're struggling with your mental health right now, you know, read the essay, talk to people, talk to a therapist, talk to everyone in your life because it's a major help. Um, we're just so lucky to have James Middleton. Mm-hmm. I'm sending all the Valentines to him. And therapists. And to therapists <laughs> and to you and supportive people. You can drop us an email at info at gallerypodcast.com to ask us any and all questions about the Royals. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. Here's a real review. Would you like to read this one? And it's a five-star one. We're back to <laughs> just, the five stars. Um, just saying. It says, I just so happened to stumble upon this podcast, and I've been obsessed ever since. Caitlin, sorry if I spelled that wrong. No, you spelled it right. I spelled it right. But it's hard. I've seen it spelled so many oh my different God. ways. Okay, my own aunts and uncles. <laughs> my own aunts and uncles. And Lisa had me in stitches every time they talk about the royals. Their lighthearted, hilarious commentary makes my driving trip so much better. That's nice. That's nice to hear. You can follow this show on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. You can follow me, Caitlin, at HeyKmenz, H-E-Y-K-M-E-N-Z, on Twitter and Instagram, or read my writing at CaitlinMenza.com. And you can read her (laughs) award-nominated package at Cosmo.com backslash whatever it is. Yeah, if you search how to go to rehab rehab and Cosmo, you will find it. Thank you, Lisa. And you can follow me, Lisa, at Lisa Raya on Twitter and Instagram. And my writing is at lisaraya.com. No end. Sure is. Um, And until next week, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. And God save the pod. You're my Valentine. You're my Valentine. (laughs) I want some candy. Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.